Hello and welcome back to the Hoopla Impro podcast, the podcast all about the who, what and where of improv. My name's Leo Maxwell and every episode I'll be interviewing great improvisers, getting their top tips, favourite exercises and even a wee bit of juicy improv goss along the way. We've heard from some absolutely brilliant improvisers from the Hoopla faculty so far. But I thought it was about time we had an in-depth look at a different aspect of Hoopla's theatre, in the form of the house teams. House teams are an integral aspect of student progression at Hoopla, providing ongoing performance opportunities with a chance to perform on a weekly basis at Hoopla's Theatre at the Miller in London Bridge. In this episode, I'll be talking to Michelle, a collection of uniquely talented improvisers who perform as Hoopla's scenes and long-form team. I'm joined by Liv, Jonathan and Leela from Michelle, to talk about the commitment needed to be part of a house team, how the audition process is nowhere near as daunting as it might seem, and critically, the importance of hugging. Michelle, welcome to the Hoopla Impro podcast. Hello. 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 <laughs> Do you know, it's, it, whenever I, I'm the first to speak, I always wonder if people think that I'm Michelle so I, but we are collectively Michelle. <laughs> I will yeah. say because this is very much an audio podcast that um, we are joined by Liv, John, and Leela from Michelle, and that was in sequential order. So basically, what I wanted to start off by asking you guys is something that, as a house team member myself and as an improviser, whether during this period of lockdown it has been easier being an improviser with all the skills and stuff that we've learned over the years or harder being an improviser because maybe being frustrated with things. So if we go with you, Liv, you can start us off. Um, That's a tricky question, Leo. Uh, I think, well, I mean, I think there are many ways in which improv has massively improved my life um, personally, but also like improv is massively part of my social life. So not having it and not having um, particularly Hoopla's home, the Miller, around and being able to see my friends sort of every week. I'm there sort of twice a week in normal times. Um, has been difficult. You know, we've has kept up. Uh, and so it's that's been a really, really lovely resource, um, you know, through the screen, as it were. Fantastic. John, thoughts? Um, I think I'm with Liv. I think... Everything is made a little bit easier by being an improviser, like because you you learn to um, adapt to your situation that you're you're in. So if you're given something difficult, you sort of work around it. You don't even got a support network in place. And being an improviser teaches you that. I'm also lived that being an improviser makes you massively social normally, and being stuck in lockdown does cause some problems in that regard. However, uh, because things like this exists, like the podcast exists, because the internet exists. Imagine imagine this was like happening like 20 years ago, I was like ridiculous, like when improv was still happening, but there was no not enough internet bandwidth for everyone to do this. That'd mm. be a much harder situation, I think. Um, and so I'm pleased that we have got these skills as improvisers um, that have been given to us to to manage this difficult time. I think, I know many of my friends who, who aren't improvisers who are having um, a more difficult time and I'm trying to help them through those situations. So I think it definitely does help, Leo, certainly. Excellent. Leela? Um, yeah, I'm without like repeating what these fabulous minds already said. Um, <laughs> but like, I guess in terms of what works out better, because I'm an improviser, maybe just like embracing the discovery aspect of this whole situation, right? Because this has never happened before 
like to this extent and uh, just like not like crying over what what it used to be but maybe finding like new ways of enjoying um the current life i think like improv massively helped helped me to take that point of view basically and yeah and i guess just letting it go because basically we can just say that life is blocking us like massively <laughs> right now <laughs> <laughs> and um so when that happens um all we can do is try our best and uh you know just really concentrate on the present and maybe maybe life will become a better improviser itself as well. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic i haven't had anyone on the pod so far articulate um the the situation as a blocker that mm. is so good Leah. I think you've, <laughs> you've won that one um, not that this is a game and you're all being scored on points but i have got a little oh, shit. Up here. oh damn um yeah, has anyone else found themselves doing like one person scenes with themselves in like a park or around the house? Yes. I haven't, but I know these two definitely have. Um, so I'll let them talk. <laughs> John, I think John's referring to the, the fact that Lena and I sort of do our own um, like individual sketches with ourselves. And certainly from my perspective, I, I film them. Um, quite a lot of them don't make social media. <laughs> but. Um, but I would say about a third of them do. I just sort of edit them really quickly and stick them up um, while they're fresh in my mind. And uh, they're incredibly dumb, but they, they've been getting me through. I'm, I'm, I'm the same as Liv. It's like, okay, let's just shoot it and then, and then edit it and see what happens. Or just play it out yeah, in my mind and have a laugh. There was a really lovely article that um, Steve Rowe, um, Mr. Hoopla, um, made for the Hoopla blog, I think, just to sort of bring it back to the plugging, um, which was about improvising with yourself and just finding little moments um, that you can play, as it were, with yourself. And um, and certainly like that, when, when lockdown first hit, that was massively helpful. I just sort of thought, oh God, how am I gonna have improv in my life? Um, and that was a really lovely little, uh, little tip about, keeping in touch with it you know if you could pitch yourselves back at the miller um you've just done a show you're downstairs at the bar and somebody comes up to you who's completely fresh to the scene and says what is your one favorite thing about being in a hoopla house team what would that one thing be and we'll go back the other way so we'll start with leela and then go john and then live oh uh, <laughs> i will have to say um the people because I am coming up 30. I don't look like 30. I think I look like somewhere between 16 to 22. <laughs> um, but yeah, I am an older person now. And uh, as you start living your professional <laughs> life and <laughs> spreading your wings and, um, you know, just like becoming an adult, it, it becomes harder and harder to connect with people to, to the degree that maybe we used to do it while we were mm. at uni or high school. And um, being part of like a house house team like that, obviously, like it's interesting because they they sort of like cast like similar minded people together, and obviously, improv also helps with that because you have such a big connection with people who who live life according to those values, and it's just super awesome. And it it feels like you are in high school again, and and it feels like you 
it, it never was different. You know, it's like nothing changed. Love that. I'd go sort of, um, I mean, the people are great as well, don't get me wrong. I won't say not people because I love people. But I think it's, it's, it's a sense of validation of being in a house team. I don't, it's, just, it's like a lot of people I know, a lot of people on teams that spend like months or years even doing improv classes and they never get the confidence to actually do a, a show or to go up and do a jam or anything like that. And when you go for the process of um, auditioning and, uh, and you think to yourself, do you know what? Because you're always in that mindset before you get onto any sort of teaming yourself. Am I good enough? Do I do it? That's a horrible phrase in improv. Am I good enough to do improv? Of course you are. But when you do um, get onto a team, that all that sense is validated. You feel like a, almost a relief in yourself that you are part of something mm. bigger and that you've joined that greater community. And you feel that, you know, it's, you think, well, this is brilliant. I don't know why I was scared be- before to audition. I don't know why I was scared to even try in the first place. Because once you're there... It is such a loving family that you've joined. Mm. And that also, if you have the bug to perform, you've got the opportunity that, you know, the house mm. team affords you. If you've got the, if you just want to go out on socials, the house team affords you that. If you just want to be out at the house once a week for two hours <laughs> mucking around, we've got that as well. You've got a massive sense of validation in within your own self once you do it. And I would say this to anyone, it's just, it's just anyone who asks me for advice going, yes, because if you're feeling a little apprehensive, a little scared, if you just give it a go, go with a friend or whatever you need to do is give it a go and you'll surprise yourself because um, I did not think when I auditioned that I would get onto a house team. I was in the mindset, you know what, I'll just give it a go. I'm passing through, what's what happens? And I got on and it has been one of the best decisions of my life to be on this house oh, team, frankly. Aww. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that we have you, John. <laughs> we love you, John. We love you, John. I yeah, love you, I I love you John. Um, Liv, if you could top that, please. Yeah. <laughs> tough uh tough act to follow um people certainly like i feel like michelle is sort of a family for me um i think also when you get into a house team you're you're committing it's quite difficult with improv because um i don't know if you guys know this but there's not that much money in it um <laughs> what? To, to, i know right <laughs> um to actually find a level of commitment because it is it is a commitment um being in a group and um it's a time commitment it's a financial commitment and if you're in a house team you've you've sort of got that covered and um yeah to be in a group with such lovely people to see your friends every single week um in improv you're you're sort of trained to be uh positive and and supportive and that's so lovely, you know, and, and you just get to hang out with your friends and, and play some games and be be stupid, which, like Lila says, you don't really get to do in your normal life. So, yeah, it's an absolute joy. I can't remember your original question, but being in a house team is great. That's literally, <laughs> that is literally the response I wanted, because if I'd come into it and it had been, God, it's a, oh, it's a nightmare, then, um, then you know, Steve Rowe would have my thumbs. <laughs> But that actually, I was going to ask questions in a series in an order that I've written out here. But I'm going to touch on what you guys have just said there, and I think it's around commitment and how that changes from being in another improv group where it might be smaller and more informal to when you get cast in a show like um, uh, a house team and you have to up that commitment level. How does that change for you guys from like your previous improv experiences? And we'll go in that same order again of. Lila, then John, then Liv. Um, so it, I think it really depends uh, what are you 
comparing this experience to because for me personally it felt like almost I, I'm, I'm a very committing person I'm a very very loyal person that's just my personality beforehand I was in like smaller groups maybe and then the biggest share of the responsibilities land on your shoulders um, because there are just fewer of you and I think in house things they're, they're normally like lots of people um, because of that and it's, it's just very nice and like sort of democratic and also very much shared but in terms of general aspects of commitment um, I mean, we do expect people to show up for rehearsals. I mean, if you if you want to be part of the group, you gotta behave like so. Obviously, this this is fine. Like the the lockdown changed this a bit because not everyone enjoys like uh, virtual improv. But um, in terms of like when life is normal, then that I think the only main thing is just you gotta come to rehearsal and do some shows, and that's it. And admin-wise, we can all share that because it's there's lots of us. So for me, it was almost like less of a commitment than it was before. For me, it's um, in many ways, it's more of a commitment in some ways. And to explain to anyone who doesn't know me, uh, I'm John. Uh, I don't live in London. I live in Norwich, which is a two-hour train trip to yeah. London. Wait. <laughs> Hello. Hold yeah. the phone. So you... <laughs> Yeah, you're going to shame me and anyone else who hasn't turned up to a rehearsal here. Are you going to say that you're turning up to rehearsals every time from Norwich? Yeah, he does. Yeah. Every two weeks um, at the moment. That's what I was doing. Obviously, online, I could do every week, which is great. Um, Because I love it. It's so much fun. But one of the things that is set out quite clearly, and this is just something that I like because I'm a very admin-oriented person, is that Steve in his email explains what the minimum commitment is to the team. He is very clear about, you know, he wants these rehearsals and he wants like this many rehearsals, this percentage of that sort of thing done, which is nice and clear because in some groups they fall apart because people don't take that responsibility. No one takes charge. No one's the stopgap and goes, this is where the buck stops. This is where the decision is made. You get a lot of groups who fall apart because of that, because no one wants to take the, 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 like, the responsibility of going, we're doing this many adverts, we're booking this room, we're doing, um, we're going to commit to this many shows, we're going to just sort of do this and and. And that was great because being part of the Hoopla House team means that at the beginning, a lot of the admin stuff is sort of helped through, especially with Steve, because Steve was our sort of personal coach as opposed to some of the other. He stayed with us for quite a while, up until lockdown, in fact. Um, and he helped us understand what the commitment was. And he instilled a pot in, in us that same importance. So we, still, we have an admin at the moment queen every month who makes sure that we are <laughs> turning up to rehearsals and working out our um, schedules. And then we all have, we have spreadsheets. We love our spreadsheets everywhere. But we also have a WhatsApp group, which is great because we can not only communicate important show stuff to each other. It's also a little family group as well. We, we can say each other silly things. We can talk about all sorts of things on there. And we trust each other a great deal about that situation. And mm. without that sort of communication, I would find it a lot harder to commit to, to coming down after work on a Thursday, every two weeks, traveling on the underground, getting to where I need to get to. And it's one of those sort of things that, that I'm happy that I'm happy to do because it's worth doing. Um, not only am I getting to see my friends and my fam my family effectively every every couple of weeks, I also get to learn from all of them. There are currently I think mm. fifteen or sixteen members of Michelle, mm. and mm. not only do, you don't just stop learning when you become part of a house team, you learn from each other because we each have different life experiences, we each have different 
um, backgrounds and training. Um, we are different ages, and like unlike uh, Leela, who is basically a child compared to me, I, I am thirty-eight and going older. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so thanks for that, Leela, for making me feel old. <laughs> You're <laughs> welcome. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Love you. <laughs> um, it's it's just yeah. You when you talk to every member of the show, you get a slightly different answer because we have sixteen different points of view to make one mm. beautiful show between us and one beautiful learning experience. And that commitment is worth making. If you're going to be, if you want to become part of that, it's commitment definitely worth making, you know, mm. once every two weeks or whatever your minimum schedule is. And I do not regret a second of, of, of a moment on that train every time I come down because they're also happy to see me every time I turn up. There's not, it's not like, it's always just big smiles and hugs and yeah, just whoop whoop noises. I can't make those because right, I'm not great at whoop, whoop noises, but that's whoop, what people whoop. are for. There you go. Yeah. Oh man, following John, I swear you just make me want to cry, man. That's there's some lovely points there. I think I think commitment, like we we trust each other, um, and we didn't necessarily all know each other um, when there were a few people I think that knew each other from from doing shows together and so on. But I think. The commitment comes from wanting to do it and committing to do it and, and just deciding, you know, that's that's what you want to do. Um, and if you if you do commit to being in a house team, it's a great uh, horse to back, really, because because you have the structures in place. There are other house teams there have been other house teams already. Um, so you're sort of set up. Um, Michelle is self-running at the moment, um, but we have the systems that were introduced to us initially by Hoopla um that I think if you're in an if you're in a group that you're setting up yourself um which which you know we all most of us are as well <clears throat> quite often there's one person that will um gravitate towards directing or coaching or um being the admin person and actually like Leela was saying it's much more democratic and um, being a house team um we all try and sort of share the admin um and the rehearsal time really we all we all bring something different like like John says um and I just wanted to sort of reiterate the the learning from each other um aspect like we in Michelle there are so many different sort of strengths uh, and literally everyone in that team has has something incredible to bring to the table and yeah every single session you're learning something um even if you're not being coached and I just think that's that's such a joy um when you when you respect each other and you trust each other and you like hanging out together and you like spending time together um it's endlessly rewarding and I mean you guys are throwing me off on my um kind of order of asking questions because you keep touching on bloody topics so <laughs> what I'm going to do is do like a really tangential cut to what I was going to ask in like a couple of minutes time so Liv talking there about different people's strengths that really reminds me <clears throat> of something that Steve taught us in the Descendants when he started coaching us and might have told you about it which is like a sports team metaphor for everyone having different strengths and not worrying too much about like oh what you can't do that someone else can do because different people's strengths um, complement each other in different ways so someone might be good at accents someone might be good at characters someone might be good at doing like young children which is no from my perspective something I'm terrible at but I know someone like Sarah McKinless in The Descendants is great at is that something that's really obvious in Michelle that you can 
draw on those different things and you know that a good show is going to come together yeah absolutely I think I think we've even talked about um because we're self-run um pinpointing exactly what what our strengths are and 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 coaching each other um on those strengths um which is something we should do by the way (laughs) admin person Leela um (laughs) just little tidbits take away yeah absolutely like everyone for instance Michal um in our group is is just a massive clown um and I've definitely jumped into scenes with her in the past where I've not been needed in any way because she's been carrying it absolutely fine but seeing her enjoying like just being this massive character and I just I just want to sort of get in on that and sort of mirror that um it's not something I'd necessarily do in a show I just want to make that clear this isn't rehearsal but yeah that's just off the top of my head um we've we've all got our strengths and we've all got our our powers um what's yours Liz uh I would have to throw that back to you Leela you'd have to tell me Leela and John (laughs) you are I think you're not you don't shy away from something that might be a bit edgy and I I I greatly enjoy that because uh, (laughs) lots of times there's like it could be like you know it might might feel a bit like too much too much to bite but you just lean into it and you would do it or like playing characters to to give an example to help illustrate this we did a rehearsal last week and Liv bless her um, was endowed partway through as you look like a serial killer. And she really leaned into that a lot. (laughs) Like, a lot, a lot. And it was one of those sort of things, like, you could feel like other people might be a bit, you know, apprehensive by being called that. But no, Liv was, like, right there. She knew, she she spotted the game. She spotted that, yep, this is what the rest of the castmates want me to do. And she really, (laughs) really leaned into it. Like, really creepy stares. It was great. Yeah, it's a gift. Things like that are a gift. Um, You know, you have to sort of see them that way in improv. And and I think just to just to flip it back on my teammates, Leela and, and John. Um, John is endlessly generous in his personal life, but also in his in his um, scene work, he's he's incredibly uh, he he leaves so much room um, for for growth and for listening, and it's just it's absolutely lovely being in a scene with him. Um, and Leela is well, I mean, Leela knows I love her because we are. <laughs> starting a two-prop together um Leela is sort of understatedly surreal I think um and brings a sort of level of commitment and seriousness to scenes where I'm, I'm completely opposite I just laugh at everything that that's just extraordinary um I feel so lucky to have met these people I honestly do and it wouldn't it wouldn't have happened without um without auditioning for this these house teams um we're just gushing this is just a love-in I mean, I didn't no. think it'd be anything else, Liv. Actually, having seen your social media, your social media profile and like like posts about Michelle are very much that that it, that it is a loving. But you have broken the cardinal sin. You have plugged your own two prop, and uh, I'm sure the rest of the oh, show. Oh no! When they listen, we don't technically. Well, oh, technically, no. we don't exist yet. Um, we're oh. just, we're just. Sorry, Leela. You were you going oh. to? Did we plug it now, or we? Go on quickly. Do it quickly. No, I was confused because I didn't realize we plugged it. 
<laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, it's not it's not born yet. It's still um, it's still cooking. It's still um... Um, other two probs are available just in case. This was <laughs> other a... two probs are available and yeah. brilliant. So many good tea probs. I think what's really interesting, and I, I, if I get my memory correct here, Liv, you mm. joined at a slightly Sorry. different stage um, than the rest of the guys. That's right. Yeah. So, so what I want to start. So, I will go with Jonathan and Lila first. What was the audition process like for you guys? Like, how did how did you like feel about it being performers beforehand and then going to that? Because I know from my perspective, when I auditioned for The Descendants two years ago, I was absolutely terrified and skipped the first audition because I was too scared to go. And kind of yeah. So, like, what? If you go through with um, if we start with you first, Jonathan. How did you find the audition process? I wasn't even going to apply originally. I was um, where was I? I was in Edinburgh at the time of applying, and it's got I was literally like like a day before the deadline about actually applying. So I thought, you know what? I do not think I have what it takes. Having watched Hoopla House teams and watched shows before, I didn't think, you know what? I'm not sure that I can. I'm up to that level. Um, and my friend, uh, Leander, who's, um, I think also another house team with the Nomads, um, said, do you know what, he, he, he's going to apply. Do you know what, he wanted me to apply. He reconvinced me. So I did. And then I got an email back from Steve saying, um, here's your audition time. Um, and it wasn't a Friday evening. And I remember traveling down after work um, with my suitcase because I was staying at my cousin's house overnight, um, bringing my sweetie suitcase into audition. Meeting people I've never met before. I think I think I knew one per, one other person in that room, um, and that he wasn't even auditioning. It turns out it was it's it's um, Matt from the Descendants. So uh, so I didn't I, I didn't know what he was because then I was told off that he was sitting in the corner taking notes as well. So I thought the one friend and ally I had in this room is not even on the same level I'm at. So I was a bit I was a little bit terrified, I guess, at that point. But then it started. Steve was very welcoming. Steve said, "Right." There's no, there's no pressure here. Um, do what you guys do, and I'm just going to do some scenes. And we got them put in little groups. Um, I ended up being in a scene with Rianne, who's also in Michelle, um, and she. We got a bit of talking about, it, and she was. Um, she hadn't done much improvising shit before, but she was like an actress um, beforehand, and just an improv. She wanted to to, to to go for that, and we did some lovely scenes. I remember we did a lovely scene where I was a bus driver who wanted to marry her. We did some baking. Um, at some point and there was another scene where I did some I, I attempted to rap but very badly but it was I got more and more confident as the process went on that's what I think I was saying after the first couple of scenes it was like you know what this everyone here was brilliant and I, I literally thought that I thought everyone in this room is better than I am in their journey at improv and I was so impressed that I thought you know what I have no chance getting in this but I'm having fun being here and that was the biggest takeaway I had. Where the audition shouldn't be scary. Audition process in itself is like one big fun workshop. That's that's how that's how I end up taking away from that. That all the audition is basically a Steve going, let's do some scenes, and he'll take some notes. And that was it. It was as simple as that. And he also made it was a random choice who you were with. Everyone got randomly put into the groups. It was there was no pressure at all, and it was a lot of fun um, in the end. It's just, but at the end of it, Steve made everyone feel so welcome there and everyone performed so brilliantly. You could see that everyone was so relaxed that if, if the idea of auditioning scares you, and that's, that's perfectly normal, but once you're there, it is, 
quite possibly one of the most fun things. It's like being on top of a water slide. First off, starts a bit scary. When you're halfway through, you're committed. I just go with it. That's what I say. <laughs> That's beautiful. You're absolutely killing me here, John. <laughs> you're, you're, you're like an improv guru. Lilo, how was it for and, you? Oh, wow. Yeah. John, John for president. For me, so my casting journey with Hoopla started, um, I think, like one round before when they were casting for one of like short form type of games and you guys I think that's when Descendants was made like narrative I think that was the original idea like narrative kind of in improv group and uh, my improv mentor uh, Liam Brennan told me to to go and apply um, even though I was like for me I'm more like a scene based person or like um, more like a yeah gamey rather than narrative kind of long form but uh, but he was like you should go because you you have to start like putting your name on the map and you know when you are doing casting together with people you meet new people you change like contacts and people recognize you and i i, I didn't succeed like in, in that first one and and steve even when he emailed me he said like oh don't worry things are new things are coming up and he didn't lie he he told the truth and that when I applied next time, it was a different casting experience as well, because the first time it was more like it was lots of people in one single room and we were in the Miller and um, we would do like um, very short scenes, one in front of like, I don't know, 20, 30 people. And the second time I'd done it for, for Michelle, it was uh, as John beautifully illustrated it, it was like a kind of like a virtual feel and it was just super relaxing like first time and it was like eight or six people i can't remember and we did warm up together and just some scenes and it went really well because i wasn't scared at all and it was like a very supportive environment and um yeah i just loved doing the casting and you sort of forget that it is um i don't know it has stakes basically so I, my recommendation would be don't give up uh, not succeeding once doesn't mean that you won't succeed next time and yeah basically you're getting free improv for that day so enjoy enjoy it i think that's really interesting of, of uh, kind of seeing it's like free improv for a day um compared to how it might feel like especially like before you go of the kind of terror of it all, which can be quite overwhelming but once you get there it's such a supportive environment Liv from your perspective you joining later what was it like coming into a team that was already kind of banded together uh it was nerve-wracking frankly I I'm pretty good in social situations but um it was clear pretty early on that Michelle um were very close and um i knew luckily i knew a few people i'd done some shows um with a few people in michelle um so i the playground which is female um identifying improv night monthly night at, at the miller hoopla it's one of the best improv nights and um they do a sort of open casting every couple of months on facebook to um, players and you can go and be part of the first group which is uh, the swingers it's one of my favorite hoopla nights to see but also i've been i've had the 
pleasure of being in it a few times. And I met um, Felicia and Sabrina and um, Teresa at one of those nights at the playground. And um, so knowing them and going in, having that established relationship helped a lot. Um, <laughs> but it, it was it was pretty scary. I don't feel like anyone has a particularly straightforward um, journey to a house team um I think we're all just keen enough and 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 want to keep trying enough um that we end up at that point and and not everyone comes from having like a, a huge improv background necessarily either um some people are actors um and improv is is part of that um yeah and some some people um Michelle is is the only improv that they do um you know so there's a real there's a real array of experience and um, emphasis on on improv in, in people's lives. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I'm sticking with it because that's what improvisers do. Exactly. No, you're leading into it and that's exactly what to do. Um, what I think that leads into quite nicely is from you joining is how important it is and what some people might underestimate how important it is for a team to bond and become mm. that unit outside of rehearsals and outside of stage time. How have Michelle done that? How, like, what is your kind of process of kind of keeping that team bonding going? Because you guys are really good at it from social media. You're not just yours, yeah. now, but from like Michelle's social media and how much yeah. other people talk about you guys at the Miller. Like you are known as a very bonded team. Yeah, I mean, I think it. I think when you watch any improv team, um, you can see how close they are, <laughs> and and how from how much fun they're having, and if they're having fun, you're enjoying yourself. Um, and I think that's something that Steve's really emphasised. Um, I honestly think anyone could have joined Michelle when I joined Michelle, and they would have been welcomed with open arms because it's a it's it just happens to be this uh, happy coincidence that there's all of these people in the group that are incredibly welcoming, committed and trusting and like each other a lot um, and like people a lot. And um, and so I, I, f I felt certainly like I just sort of landed on my feet and, and felt very welcomed. And, um, and I've done a fair amount of that social media that you're referring to. So thank you. Appreciate the acknowledgement. Um, and, uh, and I just wanted to sort of reflect that. Um, and certainly from the feedback that we get from um from people uh yeah they just see that we're having fun because we are that's what we're doing we're just playing with our friends you know? well we we've, we've bonded quite well not only because steve encouraged us to go drinking after each rehearsal that, that helped um in, in the in the early stages of us like he, he emphasized from hooper's point of view i guess that being social is also part of being a house team it's not just about doing a show it's not just about coming to rehearsal it's about getting to know each other outside of that process. And, you know, in Mitch's case of doing an hour's of a drinks after, um, after rehearsal or meeting up in the Miller before um, going to the hoopla stage um, beforehand. And the other things that we have done is we, um, before um, the lockdown happened, we did, some, we did some gaming and drinking at one of our at the flat, Macau's flat. Um, we did that and that was fun and she cooked and she's a brilliant baker, you know, with meringues and everything that was there in games and just, we talked about all of her, <laughs> um, they can't see this obviously on the podcast, but the other two are making food gestures because that's what we did in the night. We just took lots of pictures of each other eating food, uh, 
in that situation. And we, we, we spent each other with birthdays with each other. Um, cause that was fun. You know, I spent my birthday on rehearsal with these guys. Um, and that was fun. We had macaroons and lots of cake and just lots of hugging. Um, and that's one of the things that we do a lot in Michelle. I don't know. We, we hug a lot and it's nice. And it just, I was once told that hugging releases the happy hormone in your body. I can't remember what it's called, but that's it. Um, and it's like a way of just like, ah, oh, you relax instantaneously when you hug someone. I'm not saying people who don't know each other should hug each other because that's not, that's not the idea. But once you know each other well enough to just open arms, stand there and hug from a distance, it's one of those sort of things that you realize it does release the happy hormone and that makes you all relaxed. And it just makes for better improv because it makes for better relationships because one of the things that we all try to strive for in improv is that try to like each other on stage as your characters. And that is so much easier if you actually do like each other and know each other because you can trust each other to do ridiculous things. Like I remember one of my first shows at, at the Miller, at, at Hoopla, um, I, I made some comment and Lila came out and slapped me. It was like, and it was like, I... I trusted her to be able to do that. And it was like, a, it was a close step. It wasn't very hard, but it was one of those sort of things that I trusted that she would do it. And I took it and it was great. And it was one of those sort of things that had I didn't, if I didn't love them so much, I probably would, I probably would have been like the people was going, what happened? As opposed to the character reacting. It's that sort of level of bonding that you have, you can only get by liking each other. Okay. I, I must add that it wasn't, it was a stage, it was a stage slap. So I, I, Tab my chest as I brought my face. Uh, my, John, <laughs> blink twice if you need help. <laughs> yes. And I brought my hand closed. So it was a stage. It was a stage slap. It wasn't like a full on. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's important for uh, Hoopla to differentiate between, you know, WWF wrestling and uh, what, what yeah. it's like to be in a house team. There's, no, there's not a, it's not a fighty environment. Um, but uh, it's, yeah, I think that sounds maybe to uninitiated people it sounds a bit weird to think that it's okay and you feel comfortable for someone to come and slap you but that is entirely uh, logical once you're in one of the house teams um do you have anything to add to that Leela? yeah i think just um maybe a comment on because some teams and maybe in the past i kind of experienced that uh but sometimes it feels that if you are in a clique a clique you are stronger uh, but actually when you are starting to include more and more people you're becoming stronger so with Michelle we we were not losing members we were gaining more and more members and it didn't really you know we just became more and you just gotta sort of shush those like negative sort of thoughts in your head it's like yeah it's our team they shouldn't really join but like no no if they join it's just gonna be even more fun you know, and, and embrace that. And I wish we were 50, 50 of us were Michelle's, you know, like I believe that would function very, very well. And I would just like to put that out. If, if someone's having those kind of thoughts, maybe try to embrace the opposite and try to be inclusive in terms of like, yeah, let's add more members rather than keeping um, your, your group as a four or five members, because actually you becoming stronger with the numbers yeah i think that's extremely true and i think that also would make any weekend away a lot cheaper because if have you guys done a weekend away yet 
No, I think we had that sort of in the in the works potentially for this summer. But obviously, you know, John talking about hugging is making me feel quite sad because I do want to just hug in general. Um, but especially Michelle's, we've been we've been kissing and hugging and high fiving and touching as much as possible via the camera, um, which is quite an odd experience. But uh... <laughs> I think I think that kind of uh, comes back to the first question of is it harder to be an improviser or easier? And I think that. The, the environment that Hoopla, I think you guys might agree, is so welcoming and so embracing that I think we all miss like being at the Miller so much right now. Yeah, certainly. And I think like being in, in, a, in a team with like-minded people that are, that are so um, keen on having a good relationship and having fun on stage is like, it's, it's a really uh, apt reflection of, um, of Hoopla in general and its values um, of inclusivity um it shouldn't improv shouldn't be well in my opinion you know it shouldn't be an uh a closed area it should it should be open to everyone I think it should be sort of taught as a therapy um frankly so you know hoopla stands for that as far as I'm concerned and and Michelle is is just an offshoot it's just a a partial representation of that if we could get a bit techie right now um for um people who might be interested in how a group evolves on stage how do you go about the decision making process as a group when we first started um, as a group we were told we were, we were cast as the hoopla scenes team so we were we had some basis of understanding that it was it was scenes and sometimes they'd be connected sometimes they wouldn't be um, and we've evolved from that structure being that being our base i think so we do um a couple of formats at the moment we do the base of the game meanwhile which is basically a long-form montage set with one edit, meanwhile edit, and that's pretty much it. It makes life easier. And then we branched into Monocene, which is, again, fairly so much just one location the entire time. And we've played around with variations of those sort of things. And we don't put any pressure on ourselves to make it... I, I used the wrong word. Good is the wrong word. We don't put pressure on ourselves to make it or show where we straight away because we know what rehearsal is for. And we help each other and coach each other and saying what we do like, what we don't like, what we feel comfortable doing, what we don't feel comfortable doing. And we're very open in that in that way of doing it because we want everyone to feel comfortable doing everything that we will, we're hoping to do on stage. Because we don't, we don't want is like nine people to like it and four people to never want to do that format. That's not what you want. You want everyone to be involved every stage of it from inception to creating, to evolving, to performing. So it's very much a democracy in, in a sense that we all... We all do it. And then we, what we do, like, we sort of stretch it as far as you can go one way, perhaps. And we go, nope, that's too far. We'll move back again. And that's the way we learn and teach each other, by pushing ourselves and coming out of our own comfort zones um, for different things. I'm not saying we're at a stage yet of doing things like, you know, rapping improv or musical improv whilst doing scenes as well. But we're always open to those ideas of trying something and trying it more than once. And if we don't like it as a group, we'll try something else. And that's how we evolve and how we teach each other, I think, is that we are not putting any pressure on ourselves to make it the show at this point in time. Until we feel ready that, that our format is ready, we won't necessarily even showcase it to everyone else. And some things may never work, and we may never show anyone ever, but we've tried it, and that, and that information will be useful for another show that we do. So even if things we don't, we might not do the show we're practicing now, we never do it, but elements of that will come into other shows. So... That's advice I give to any improviser, really. Just because something doesn't work here and now doesn't mean it won't work for something else later. And you are still always learning, no matter how what you're doing with improv. 
Yeah, and it's also I think it's important to know that um, it can get kind of cerebral, uh, and people once they trying to come up with their own formats, they are just really get stuck in the ideation phase and they never try it. While with Michelle, we basically would have the seed of uh, an idea for a show. By now, actually, we were um, trying and piloting this format of like which would be an online dating show, basically, um, and not really having it formed. We just started like doing shows with it, and then we write it down almost as discoveries of what worked, what didn't, and what sort of like um, formatty steps or structures work or not, because. I mean, you got to be brave and daring to do that and uh, not care about your ego and face at all. And maybe uh, you will fail loads. But I think it's so important to break the seal and just go for it and try it. Even like once you have the core idea, just try and test it and see where you go as a group. Liv, since you've joined Michelle, have you in any way tried to uh, chime in on format design or like, did you, like how have you found that maybe being a newer member, did you like find yeah. like, your input on um, format? I think everyone has an input, really. Um, I know I'm sounding, we're all sort of making it sound sort of very um, democratic and fair, but it, it sort of feels that way. Um, even, even when we're being quite straight with each other or somebody has an issue with something, like we'll always, always consider that. Um, no one's going to be dismissed for their idea, and I and I and I like to think that everyone in the group is is um, that that they feel as though their opinions are valid and that they um, have every right to contribute um, anything really to ideas. The format, meanwhile, was one I think you guys had. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think you've just sort of settled on it. They they they're sort of shrugging at me on Zoom. So. Meanwhile, we I sort of settled into, we have also played with Mono Scene, which is where we enter. Um, it it's just take, takes place in one, in one room or one, one location. And, and um, that hasn't really stuck just because it's a little bit sophisticated. So it's, meanwhile, there's a lovely sort of well-rounded, you can sort of crack that out, family parties kind of format because... You can you can make it as specific and as general as you like. Um, you can be in a in a in a in a sports stadium, and then at the hot dog stand, and then you know in the in the lockers, or you can be just in the same universe. Um, so there's a massive scope for where you can go with it. Whereas um, mono scene is the opposite. It's sort of incredibly grounded, and it's in one place, um, and it's pretty tricky to do. Um, so those are the two sort of main formats, but, but like Leela was saying, uh, we have been playing with new formats. Um, things have changed and, and we just have to move with it. And, and as long as we're all committed and we're happy to, to sort of move with the times and what, with what everyone wants, then, then we're going to be in a good stead. And this, like, we're going to round off the chat now. And that might be informed by what you've just said, Liv, about the situation we're currently in and how we're having to make do as improvisers with Zoom. Do you guys have any favourite games or exercises that you do in rehearsal um, that could be applicable to improvisers who are, I mean, using Zoom or just back in the uh, real world? I think it's worth just mentioning um, 
here, Leo, that Liam has, Liam Brennan has recently joined us and Liam Brennan is a hoopla teacher and he has been really sort of one of the, one of the teachers at Hoopla that's been sort of spearheading the, the, um, the, the transition really to online improv. And uh, so we have had the pleasure of, I mean, I've done his course online um, as has Leela, I know. And, but he's also brought everything that he's learning from teaching the courses into Michelle rehearsals. Um, so we are incredibly lucky to have him in a group. Um, but I just wanted to preface because, I mean, partly because I, I haven't done any work towards this and I have nothing to bring. Um, but Lena, <laughs> Lena and John will have some great suggestions. Live yeah. out. I, I'll, I will add to that, Liv, by saying that Liam is also, he's fantastic because he also coaches the Descendants. So this podcast interview with Michelle is sponsored by Liam Brennan. And if you want to take his <laughs> courses, um, we can all recommend them. Um, because he is a he's a fantastic and very learned human being, and I think the best thing I learned from speaking with him is he, he has been doing improv for such a long time, but he's always saying how much he wants to learn, and you guys have probably mm. seen that with him joining Michelle. So, right, Leela, John. Uh, okay, so I've got I've got one that's been working well. Um, we, we tried it a couple of times on Zoom, and it's useful because not only is, is it a warm up game, it can be used it can use a Zoom function. So is everyone here on a, well, I know obviously that Liv and Lily knows this, but are you on a Mac or are you on a, a, a Windows machine? Here? I'm on a Mac, but again, don't think that I need to be part of this. You guys can do it by yourselves. I can be an impartial well, we'd, we'd love you. No, you absolutely but... should be part of it, Liv. I've so also I had a glass should... of wine, so I'm a little slower. <laughs> but, <laughs> so the, the game that we um, like to play is the game... Um, it's called different things. I think some people call it I'm a whisk. Some people call it free things. Some people call it, uh, you know. Yeah. Um, so one of the things is, so those who are, if you're in, in, in podcast land, aren't sure the shortcuts. If you're using a Windows machine, you can use Alt-V and it will turn your camera off. And if you use, I think on a Mac, I think it's Shift-Command-V or something like that. It should, it, it does something like turns your camera off. It's a quick function. I'm just um, going to give it a go now. What we'll do for this game to work and, so those everyone will turn their cameras off effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's the one stop person, video button. Stop video, yeah. uh, and the first person on will say they are an object. And I'll start this one. And then person two and person three will come in with objects which complement objects one and two, uh, respectively. Object one will then keep object one of the other two objects and we'll just do a round robin of a few of these. Hopefully that makes sense to everybody. So um, I'm going to start with the classic um, I am a whisk. I am a mixing bowl. I am some cracked eggshells. I'm going to keep some cracked eggshells. I am some cracked eggshells. I am a sad baker. I am tears of the sad baker. I am keeping sad baker. I am a sad baker. I am a sad baker's hat. I am... A very vigilant baking powder. I'm going to keep a sad baker's hat. Of course you are. I am a sad baker's hat. I am a sad fireman's helmet. (laughs) I'm the bunny in the sad baker's hat. I think we can end it there. That's probably everyone's got an idea how it works, right? There we go. (laughs) Yeah. Brilliant. That's, I mean, that's the first one we've had yeah, on the podcast. What, and, what, and that works. That is, because I think 
were you guys work. apprehensive at the beginning of this as well when lockdown happened how you'd carry on doing rehearsals with exercises and games mm-hmm. yeah for sure but I don't know about John and Leela but I I certainly felt like if I didn't do improv I saw it's sort of like not being able to drink water <laughs> my final one and I'm going to ask this for all the house teams and this can you know I, I'm sure you guys have had conversations about this as a group if not you've probably thought about it late at night when you're on the tube on the way home where would you like Michelle to be in five years time in five years time I would love us to be all together and with a larger group in many ways I would love us to continue to be uh, as a house team for Hoopla and wherever Hoopla stays where it is in the moment or expands or becomes international I'd love to think that we would be there at the forefront, waving whatever flag we are have at the time, um, like a huge flag of Michelle. I mean, I would be sad this group ever broke up, and I want us to be together for the longest time and to be able to even perhaps sit on our whatever we do and perhaps even teach what we do as a group to other newer house teams. Because, you know, if they want some experience with us, we will have people come up, happily have, you know, spend time rehearsing with us outside of, you know, wanted to join Michelle, just wanted to rehearse with us because we have so much fun rehearsing with each other that if we can spread that joy to other people, I'm, I'm sure we would do it. And that's where I want to be in five years, that we are like like a mega superstar team um, because that's a phrase. I would like Michelle to be a mega superstar team as well in, in a way that you can get tickets uh, onto the text uh, to watch some Michelle with with a format that works for both improvisers and um, a less, how you call the how how you call the rest of the people <laughs> who don't do improv, muggles. the layman, muggles, uh, and the muggles could enjoy <laughs> equally. <laughs> That's where I see it, um, and just having loads of fun and keeping as many members as we can, and mm-hmm. having even more. And I, well, I don't know why I'm visioning like uh, kids, because obviously we're not gonna start having kids. But it would be really fun. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. Wait, I mean, I mean, I, I mean, the descendants have decided to stay a platonic team. But I mean, has Michelle got a different uh, long-term plan? Is that what you're about to broach? Because there's only three of you on this call, and there's more people in Michelle who probably be like, "Whoa, we're all having kids now." In terms of like. I guess like teaching future generation of like really, uh, I don't know, just like showing the love of improv to like younger, younger, yeah, younger people. But also maybe, you know, um, some of us start having like families and just like bringing, bringing those together and just like really bonding that way. (laughs) I think that's what I'm picturing. (laughs) I think that's adorable. Let's have little Michelle babies. (laughs) Uh, they're all called Michelle Um, I don't I don't really know because I think actually the things that we want to do we're not that far from like I'd love to do festivals with Michelle Um, I would love it if we had our own course um, or courses or lessons um, our own night Um, this is all stuff that we're sort of thinking about anyway um at this point in time so yeah like Leela says be able to be have you know sell out ticketed shows I have no idea why improv isn't as um popular as stand-up um but 
let's not get into that. Uh, I just I just think like improv doesn't have a wide enough audience in this country yet. Um, I think you know that there's still a long way to go. It's sort of in its infancy still. And so Michelle being a part of that would be amazing. And there's so many brilliant, talented and uh, unique individuals that make up Michelle, make up Hoopla, that um, I think we could really do extraordinary stuff. Um, yeah. Do we really have much else to add? Apart from let's all have babies together. Yeah, let's get so the babies. I've got, um, so you're going to have a flag, a big flag with Michelle flag. Um, you're going to be a mega superstar team. <laughs> you're going to play festivals and you will have children with each other or other people. <laughs> yeah. Does that sum it up pretty well? Let's leave that open, shall we? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave yeah. that open. And on that that's note, that's right. where we're going to end this chat. Michelle, thank you so much for joining us on the Hoopla Impro podcast. Uh, thanks, Leo. Thank, thank you, Leo. You. Thanks for having us. It was lovely. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Hoopla Impro podcast. For more episodes, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and at hooplaimpro.com. We'll also find a great range of resources and other information on our upcoming classes. And do give us a shout out on social media at Hoopla Impro on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. See you next time. <laughs>